Hi, I'm Alex listening to Shh, I'm watching a movie where we talk through the entire movie. You listen to the edited feed where who would have thought two distracted people podcasting would lead to a lot of dead air. So this is just the good parts, you know, you listen to it on the car or whatever. If you want to listen to the full movie and use this as a commentary track, check out our other feed. Shh, I'm really watching a movie. Really is the added word. Get it? Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Shh. We're watching a movie. Yeah. I'm doing my classic thing where I eat while watching this. Yeah. And I am very sick. So if you listen to Philadelphia, I may breathe heavily through the whole thing. Well, what just came out? Which one was it? Uh, it follows. It follows? Yeah, you breathe a little heavy on that one. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of like, hey, hey. Well, one of the two is it follows or fill it up. One of them is like it constant. Been, it might have been it follows. I, it might be. There's one where it's almost unlistenable, and I thought about not even <laughs> finishing. I mean. I cut out a lot of, like, I would mute my microphone when I needed to. <laughs> like, I'm not. Um, innocent in this i literally eat on every single podcast i'm like this like that kind of stuff <laughs> at first i thought maybe it was cute of me <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's kind of disgusting to have someone <laughs> eating right next to your face <laughs> i thought you know like how brad pitt eats in oceans 11 all the time i thought maybe i was like that <laughs> well you weren't i'm not no it's just like a gross person eating into a microphone yeah um you want to do this? Yeah. Okay, so this this one is my pick. And uh, Vite's, I don't think she's going to like it, like it but mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to hate it either. It's a Grizzly Man, the Werner Herzog documentary. You know what I like about our podcast? What? Is that it's expanding my brain to understanding that people don't like things that I like, and that blows my mind. <laughs> Did comedy not do that for you? <laughs> no, I just think that they're wrong. Oh, the like com- the comedy, did, like when I was 18 doing stand-up, that truly expanded my mind that's that's the one thing i can say take away from it if the hard. audience doesn't understand a reference point or isn't on board with what i'm doing either like i'm having an off night in terms of performance but i'm like nah the writing's solid they're <laughs> wrong <laughs> oh, it, for me it was like come back and be like oh we just like different things especially with stand-up where it's like i go up and do my stuff kind of eat shit if it's not if it's not a, my night then someone else would go up and do something i think is unfunny and hacky and just watch the place explode and it was like wow we're very different right yeah no that's true actually i didn't come through that discovery with um with comedy i'd watch some performers and be like it is not for me but i respect that they are good at what they're doing (laughs) i don't like what do you call it mugging yeah like whatever kate mckinnon does i don't like that yeah there's some guys in the comedy community who i refuse to watch do stuff name names don't name names Uh, it just reverberates through the microphone. Yeah, I know. You have to cut that. Um, uh, okay, well, I might like this movie. I like documentaries. Um, yeah, so, the uh, you know, because I'm going to we'll talk through it, so we'll figure it out. Ooh, it's no, loud. this is my first Werner Herzog yeah. film. I've never seen one before. So this is, uh, the reason I chose this one, I'm a big fan of Werner Herzog. I think um, he reinvented kind of, in my mind, what a modern documentary could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I picked this one is this is the one I think he kind of hit his lofty goals in. And I don't know if it's the most entertaining one, but uh, certainly the best piece. Now, is this about a guy who loves bears? So, yeah, what it's about is this guy, Timothy Treadwell, um, would go to this 
uh, 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 what do you call it? Like this like conservation area with all these bears and live with them and film himself doing it for 12 years. And then as you saw at the beginning, it showed like his death date. Oh, I didn't see that. I missed it, the, that. The, 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 what do you call it? The, I didn't the see subtitles that. covered it. Then when he comes uh, in, it goes, Timothy Treadwell, like, birth to oh, death. Oh, so he dies? He dies, and he dies from the bears. It's kind of, like, almost immediately revealed. Oh, so it's uh, Crocodile Hunter. Uh, a little different. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm going to – so this movie also kind of assumes you know who Werner Herzog is. Say that again. This what? movie kind of assumes you know who Werner Herzog is. That's okay. I do know who he is. Like, um, I understand. Like, you know a little more. So uh, one thing that I think is kind of consistent through a lot of Werner's work – is man versus nature of that like we live comfortable lives because people fight nature or men fight other men to control it okay and the idea of controlling nature is stupid because nature is chaos yeah of course. so there's a very famous thing of him making the movie Fitzcarraldo, which he did in 19 it was released in 1980 in the mid 70s when he's doing it and the movie is about a guy trying to get a boat this huge steamboat through the south america and uh, it's from an old story about a guy who hired all these uh, indigenous people to carry the boat up and over a mountain. And it's like an insane thing to do. And so, so in the movie, he carries the boat up and over the mountain. And there's a, docu- a six-hour documentary about him making it about how he basically went to hell and back to make this movie. There's a very famous thing of him standing in the forest being like, the nature here is violent. <laughs> I do not hear the birds singing. They are screaming in pain. You have Werner Herzog's very uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I know. Now, is this like... Um uh, like that book I had to read in high school called Never Cry Wolf, where the guy's just like, I'm gonna live with wolves and do what wolves do. No, um, that, movie, that book was boring as fuck. So, two things you're gonna see through this, and I'm gonna point them out because you won't notice it immediately, is Werner's opinion of truth. So he goes, "True facts are not truth. Facts are the accountant's truth okay. of what happened. Okay, the truth is." The emotions of the people, the dreams, the thoughts, the beauty of it, that's truth. So he manipulates things in this to for him to get a more accurate truth. Well, that just might mean like he was cinematically making it lies, kind of. Like, it's not a funny well, way then to then say then it. Then his other thing is it's like... It's not the truth. So then, then his... his so what, 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 is, what is movie making? Okay. Then can creating that is a very stuff. funny. Sorry, that's yeah. a very funny opinion on the truth. Yeah, because that just means that the lie can be like. I wouldn't use the word truth for that definition. If you put down a little bit, though, it's, yeah. it's very light. Um, in my mind, the opinion—that's not truth. That is someone's account. Yeah, and then his point. But Facts his point is truth. so. Yeah, I'll I'll explain as it goes on. And his point is is like that's true. Like the yeah, facts are truth if we're talking. But if I'm making a movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is my whole thing about people hating Bohemian Rhapsody and people hating Green Book. Look, I haven't seen either of those movies. Yeah. Um, and the family's coming out saying that they're lies. Actually, the family came out against Green Book. I don't think anyone's saying that Bohemian Rhapsody is oh, a lie. Oh, because the three other guys were the producers on it. They straight wash him, yeah. which is different than lying. It's being um, offensive, to be honest. But like with Green Book, the family's saying that it's a symphony of lies. It's like, yeah, bud, you ever write a script before? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that it's not good to lie, but it's also, like, you ever try to put together something? Like, of course, these biopics are going to have um, mm-hmm. lies, and I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And that, that's kind of what he's saying. It's just, like, no matter what you do, your entire purpose of, uh, of movie making is kind of creating a fake world that makes people feel real, that makes people feel understand something real. 
So this if I'm the documentary, talk I'm reusing real footage to make people feel understand something real. Right. And and is this Grizzly Man's documentary footage or is this Werner Herzog? Um, most of it's Grizzly Man's documentary footage. Most of it's Timothy Treadwell's. So what does he want to get out of these bears, though? Uh, it goes into it. He can't wants to get like an Animal Planet show, like Crocodile Hunter. He just does it because he's a little. He's but just, like, like why is he going so close to them? Like, why do we need this? He. It's just him. It's just this is what he's doing with his camera. That's what he does every summer. Yeah, like this guy. I'm sorry. Like, no disrespect to the dead, but like, he's kind of an idiot. Cause yeah, it's that's, like that's kind of that's kind of Werner's point of view. You're not this. earning any respect. It's an animal. It's let him. We are. You're imposing your human ideas on this thing that is just like. I'm a carnivore, and one day I need to eat food. I will eat you. Yeah, that's kind of what happens. They still have so souls, and they still love and do all that stuff, but not in the way that humans understand. Yeah. So, like, the thrust of this movie is kind of Timothy Treadwell's footage. Oh, the little bear is rubbing his back like a Charmin commercial. Yeah, they're cute as hell. Oh, no. Uh, so, the point of this movie is Timothy Treadwell's footage and Timothy Treadwell's, like, commentary is on the beauty of nature the circular nature of of nature itself and like kind of like oh we like there is a harmony to it and like and then Werner cutting in to be like nature is chaos <laughs> like and um but also like Werner kind of understands Timothy Treadwell's obsessions and obsession with nature if he went through the same thing making Fitzcarraldo making other movies but just because it's chaos it doesn't mean that it's not um like it, it doesn't mean it's morally bad no it just does chaotic it's just that the idea that to to put um to put even rules understanding on it is trying to look for patterns and chaos of nature and then you can put that out to like uh, uh, humans and people and systems and putting rules understanding into it is, is just trying to put patterns into this chaos that doesn't exist and you're just flying right yeah of course children like him so he just loves bears yeah that's weird. Yes. <laughs> He's like a horse girl, but with bears. Yeah. Kinda. He's a bear boy. Yeah. <laughs> a He's grizzly man. <laughs> He's a grizzly man. <laughs> what? How did he live? He would work during the year, and then in the summer he'd go hang with the bears. If if he was now, he would be a celebrity. He would yeah. be. He would just be on Instagram, and people yeah. would follow him. Or maybe it would be oversaturated. You wouldn't know who he was. Well, yeah, I'm sure this stuff was on, like, E-Bombs World or whatever. When was this yeah. film made? So, he dies in 2003, so we kind of just missed the internet. Oh, he did miss yeah. it. Oh, but he still managed he's, to he's get... He gets on the news. Like, he's kind of like a minor oddity. Are bears the most dangerous animals on the face of the planet? They definitely will kill humans more than any other animal. Will. Really? Yeah. They don't look... Maybe like I think there's like like hippo or something is maybe the one of the most dangerous. Hippos are very dangerous. Yeah. Something ridiculous like forty people a year die yeah. from hippos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, duh. Yeah. That's not a. So, <laughs> one of the things Renner does this whole documentary is about kind of like editing it to make a point. Of everything's yeah. edited, everything's designed, is that he uh, will have to interviews with Timothy Treadwell, like like footage of Timothy Treadwell saying stuff, and then cutting experts right after, basically debunking what he's saying. Oh, that's funny. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he kind of creates this portrait of like a sad, weird man who got driven, whose well, own obsessions drove him effectively to madness. Well, I think. Um, and so that's his. That's his girlfriend who looks exactly like him. Uh, she yes, dies too. Yeah. 
So one of the things that will... What the fuck happened? I, he'll say it later, but she never appears in the video. She appears twice in the videos. And he keeps pushing this idea that he's alone with a camera in the wilderness, but he's not actually. He's with her the last like three or four times he goes out there. That's weird. And it's the same what Sverner's doing. Is like He creates... He's still creating and self-styling. Yeah. Yeah, right, it's very, it's very meta. Yeah. Like, I, already, this is, I, I don't know why you think I wouldn't like it. I really like it. I think it's very interesting and well done. I feel like if I wasn't, exp- like, I, I, it's, it, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like I'm not, like, sitting here being like, well, it's because it's this is what Werner's opinion is. And this is and you have to oh, watch no, the movies kind of over. I think I can figure opinion. it out. I'm pretty good. I have reading comprehension. <laughs> That's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> is this this, movie this is episode like, is, is Alex mansplaining to me as if I wouldn't understand a Werner Herzog <laughs> documentary. <laughs> I have abilities to understand documentaries just because I watch romantic comedies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. I explained uh, romantic comedies to you. <laughs> um, is this like that guy Wild? Not Wild, sorry. What was that? Into the Wild. These guys that become obsessed with nature and they think they can, yeah, hmm. he's right on his thesis. They think they can beat nature. And it's like, buddy, there's a reason why society is set up the way it is. Yeah. That we live longer. That's all it is. Yeah. That's a cool plane. So yeah, this is the guy who comes and picks him up and whatnot. And so he came here and he wasn't there and didn't know what to do. I also like the colors that like whatever he films them with. Oh, so one of the most. Uh, so I, I was decided. I want to show you a Werner Herzog thing. I was assigned between this one and Encounters at the Ends of the er- Earth or Little Dieter Dreams of Flying. And one thing they all have in common is that uh, they kind of take place in nature, and they're gorgeous. They're, they're just beautiful. Beautiful. Werner Herzog knows how to put a goddamn camera. He has a cinematography team now that's well paid and knows what they're doing. I like Don Parks and Rec when he sold the home to Chris Pratt and oh Aubrey yeah. Plaza's character. Um, what was the one Inferno? You know what? I've watched some of Inferno. I haven't seen all of it. Though. Inferno, I don't love. Inferno also repurposes footage from Encounters of the Ends of the Earth, which is, I think is his commentary on documentaries. That's funny. <laughs> There's a whole like half hour of it that's the exactly the same. Well, what's interesting about him is that it seems as though like he is a documentarian, but I bet you he could direct a scripted film, no problem. He's known for scripted films. His documentaries kind of came later. Oh. So Fitzcarraldo okay. is a it's like uh, his first like I'd say. Oh, that wasn't a documentary. No, his first like I'd say like seven-ish films were scripted. Then he did a couple of documentaries, and then we go back to scripted, and he's kind of flipped between the two of them. And he says he treats his documentary films like scripted films. As they all should. Um, the guys from Cat, I mean, obviously the guys who made Catfish are not as good documentarians as Werner Herzog. Yeah. But they seem to be doing a similar thing in what he did, except people got real mad at them. Yeah, I think the reason, so uh, uh, I think it's where you choose to build wise. So one of the things he's doing is the editing is him kind of choosing to build wise, but it's him building an opinion. I'll show you some scenes where are fully staged. Like, he told them what to say. Of the grizzly man? Of, of like, these people, like, it's his ex-girlfriend, like or, like, a doctor, and would, like, he's talked about, like, no, I told them what to say. And then, but one of the things he did is, like, he tell, there's two people talking, he told them what to say, we get to, I'll, I'll show it out to you, and then he leaves the camera rolling when they're done. And you see oh, what they so do. Oh, so he's letting you know. Yeah, and then it, it's, like, it's kind of, like, a part of it, and it looks weirdly staged and removed, and it plays into the narrative of the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think he's just, he's not lying to make a more exciting movie. He's lying to, again, bring the truth of the movie out. Yeah. It's all about a, a, a intention, right? Yeah. Like if your intentions are to, um, 
to make the yeah that supports the narrative we're catfish i don't think they lied i think they literally just staged a couple of scenes so that the narrative made sense i think so yeah like i think they needed to prove that he called this person then and then and he probably did they just had to recreate the Mm. the phone call for filming purposes um so one of the things in here um one thing for her loves to do is make people explain a story while reenacting it And so you, you mean Law and Order? The kind of clump clunkiness of them reenacting it, and then um, uh, the shot. other one of the movies I wanted to, m- yeah. Wait, I don't get it. He was shot. No, no, he's just telling a story about like another time he saw people like fire guns here at bears. I thought maybe the bears got a hold of a gun and no. were like, "Yeah, hey, get out of here, grizzly man." Yeah. And then um. Uh, so little Dieter dreams of flying was another one I wanted to show you. And that's about a guy who really wanted to fly. He's obsessed with flying. Werner kind of sees a common soul in it. A lot of Werner in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he tells a story, but he eventually ends up in like the Air Force and fights in Vietnam. And his planes crash. And he's a POW for years. Mm-hmm. And so he reenacts a bunch of these things that he told me, that told Werner about it, uh, as a PNW. And there's a scene of him like, being like, oh, they tie you to a pole and run you through the woods. Right, right through the jungle. And to transport you, where it's like three people, you tied to a pole, and you're running. And uh, they reenacted it. And as you're doing it, you see him tied to the pole, and he keeps looking back at the camera. And then Werner's like, after, like, why did you keep looking back at the camera? He's like, I wasn't sure if this was fake. I needed the camera Uh, to remind myself that it wasn't real. Yeah, he probably was having, like, an out-of-body. Yeah. You know... The older I get, the more I realize how something like that could happen. Mm. I remember hearing a story, I mean, this is tangentially related to what you're talking about. Mm. How, like, Daniel Day-Lewis had to stop performing on theater because he'd get too method. And he played Hamlet and he thought he was Hamlet. And as a kid, I was like, yo, that guy's fucked. (laughs) But ever since I experienced my panic attacks and I struggle with anxiety, and my anxiety is very um, visceral and physical... I realized that, yeah, you could really trick the brain mm-hmm. into feeling a certain way and to experience things. So like, that guy needing to look at the camera is, like, because his brain, the the brain is, the body remembers more than, like, the brain, I guess. Or yeah, yeah. But I just think it's it makes me scared as to what is reality and what, like, what we take for granted in terms of sanity. <laughs> and, like, at any minute we could feel like, like, if... You just have to touch one thing in your brain and it can completely change your yeah. perspective on life. And then that's like, but well, what is life then? Yeah. Like I learned about this thing called a schema, which is like your biases, basically like how you were brainwashed into existence. <laughs> and it's just, it's interesting. It's <coughs> like if I was raised by different people, I would have completely different values. But if I was, this, I'd still be like me. I could look exactly like myself. Yeah. But if I was raised by like, I don't know, Stephen Harper, I would love Stephen Harper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Life is weird. And I'm trying, that's why we have to be grounded. <laughs> why is this guy so supremely surrounded by flies? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just, is he dead? Truly, the like area. Oh, you named all these bears too. The area he's in seems like a true hell to stay in. Yeah. It's always fly. It's always rocky. There's just bears staring at you. 
This guy is truly fearless because, you know, once I was dog walking mm-hmm. um, and I went to go pick up the dog in the apartment and it was a dog that had been fostered before. <laughs> it, it, it was a dog that had been fostered for years and years and years. And this was the first time that it had a real home. Mm. And um, when I entered the apartment, it barked at me, and I was like, mm, that's weird that it's barking. It's never barked at me before. And I went to the bathroom, and then when I came out, it bit me on the butt. <laughs> it, like, it tried to push me to the ground. That's why it got me from behind, and yeah. it bit me three times. And I had to run out of the apartment because it was going to attack yeah. me. And I uh, and it's made me a little bit wor- weary of, of dogs on the street now. So I don't even know how this guy could be around bears and not be weary of them. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because, like, I was really scared of a dog for a while, and then I, like, had to kind of, like, untrain myself to be like, oh, that was just, like, a fluke. Mm. Whatever thing. But my butt hurts so much. (laughs) So they killed the bear that ate him. And ate four people? Yeah. Yeah. Where is this? Uh, what part of the state? Uh, Pacific Northwest. I can't remember the exact area. Oh, like where Wild was. That's the trail you can do. I think so. I may, I may be wrong. I can't remember. Look how beautiful the grass looks. It's beautiful. But do you think they bonded? Or do you think it's just that animals are curious the way that we are curious about animals? Uh, generally curious. Like Like that bear looks curious. Yeah. I think, I think it's just curiosity. If, like They don't see humans. Most of the time, right? Yeah. So it's like more of like a what is this? And then is he it smells food? it. Is it predator? Is it? Yeah. And then he smells it. He's like, mm, that blood smells good. And then they eat him. I wouldn't call that religious. This, she, this person saying that it's a religious sense that he's connecting with the bear so deeply that he wanted to mutate into them. I think that's just obsession. Depends on your definition of religious. Yeah. You could be religious in like the sense of like there's a god or religious in that like, he's so obsessed with something. Oh, like he's religious about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that's what she means. But his message stood. I like how he talks. Oh yeah, like a Werner Herzog is such a specific. So th- the reason I also when I said this is like I think this is where he was reaching towards some version of a documentary. Is he's this is much later in life, but I don't think people would have thought he's over the hill of like. His first like major film, *The Gamelan Notoriety*, was like '76 or something. I was gonna say this. This made him famous to our generation, Grizzly Man, because I didn't hear I about him think before this. So, I, this movie was very big because it it, it does. It won an Academy, or was it? No, it was definitely nominated for I best. I think it was nominated. I don't know if it won anything. It's uh, kind of like reset. It, it kind of like reconstructures what uh restructures what a documentary could be, in that he took all this footage. He edits it with people and people talking about it mm-hmm. and their own individual opinions. And everyone kind of seems a little odd. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Werner is such a big part of the documentary. I think this is the first time, I think, in his documentary where he's a huge, huge part of it. Does he come? Do you see him at one point? You see him only at one point, which I don't think he wanted to do on purpose. And you never see his face. Oh, in okay. other documentaries, you like full up see him. And he's like almost a character within his own documentary. Does he narrate all of his stuff? Uh not yes but not necessarily um this is him <laughs> just just kind of being like this guy has crazy ass shots yeah yeah of course 
It's what is a little foxy fox? Yeah. Um, basically, it's a documentary that pulls the artifice. <laughs> Sorry, these foxes are so cute. Yeah, they're cuties. But uh, they look mean. It's a documentary about the artifice of documentaries <laughs> through the lens of a guy who died. Yeah. Sorry, that was so cute. Yeah. He kind of scared the fox. The way that it got scared was the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, this guy's just a straight up... I'm sure there's many people in the world that would be like this. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who watch the documentary and wish to be him, but I think he's trying to make the point that you don't want to be him. No, I mean, this is Crocodile Dundee, man. That guy died, I mean, ironically, not by a crocodile. Um, I mean, even like Siegfried and Roy, right? Like, he got yeah. attacked by the... By the tiger. I mean, if like, you can't, you don't bond with an animal to the point of it logically understanding that it can't hurt you. Yeah, it's impossible. There's no such thing, unless it's been bred out of them. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of dogs, it's been bred out of them. Yeah. These foxes are stunning. That's, yeah, I, I, that's also a thing. If you never really get to see like wild animals up close, but I, part of my love of this footage is you see. I've never seen a wild bear up close. Yeah. You know, at the zoo, they're, like, in the distance, or they're not really wild bears. They're just... Yeah, poor bears in the zoo. <laughs> Mr. Chocolate is such a funny name. Yay, let's see the puppy foxes. Yes. Again, like, it's just... Uh, like yes, Werner, Werner calls attention to it. Movie. Of being, like, there's something magic about cinema. Of that he leaves it going, and, and beauty falls into his lap. <laughs> These foxes are so cute. I know, right? They really look like fantastic Mr. Fox foxes. They really do, with yeah. the fur, too? Yeah. Oh, he steals his hat. Mm. I wish this was a movie about foxes. I'm okay about bears. There's some cute bears in there. Nah, bears are cute. All animals are beautiful. Oh, where'd that baby go? <laughs> oh, my God. This is very lovely. Yeah. I think that it, that's something that kind of exists in all those movies and documentary. <laughs> it steals his hat. Well, they're just ba- like this yeah. is just like the dogs. They like toys. Like yeah. Javi, when you come home, will go and grab his frisbee to show you. Like by the way, did you know I have a toy? <laughs> what happened? The pup stole his hat. Well, he's he's joking though. Now he's getting mean. Well, okay, don't actually be mad. Well, he's for real mad. That's so dumb. Now he's mad at the the fox because... This is the denim going to fucking explode. It's an animal and you're on their turf. And why was a baseball hat so valuable for the trip? And shouldn't he have more than one? Because that's gross. That's so weird. He would act like a bear the same way that when they were surprised. Yeah, it's just a weird, like, it's, yeah, there's something going on with him. So and I think the parallels that Werner is kind of trying to draw with him is that Timothy Treadwell is Fern Herzog trying to make a movie about this insane thing with an insane drive the same way Werner has done countless times before this and currently. With films. Yeah. This guy hates him so much. Yeah, I guess he would elicit um, 
a response from these people, like the the bear biologist, like this dude who like studies them. It's like I'm able to study them and have respect for them and not do what you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't invade their territory. So this is kind of interesting an idea that shows up later of the idea how we draw lines. So there's a line between us and the world of bears that we kind of respected of being like we don't invade bear space. If bears try to invade our space, we kill them. And oh well, that's dumb. Why do they have to kill them? Because they're dangerous. Because <laughs> bears kill people. And um, Timothy Treadwell's breaking that line, crossing that line. And so later on, Werner Herzog chooses not to cross a line, trying to separate himself from Timothy Treadwell, but makes a point about not crossing the line. So is that not different from crossing the line? I'll right. talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like. He doesn't want to domesticize a bear. Yeah. This guy's like a version of Logan Paul. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's like friendly Logan Paul. Yeah. Why does he want to interact with bears so badly? Does he ever talk about it? Not really. He must just like when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you just like bears. That's that. Look how close he gets. Like not many people. Well, yeah. Don't touch it. He pets them. Is that his watch? Yep. So, this scene is fully fabricated. It seems fabricated. Yeah. Because he's moving so slow. Yeah. But then I'll show you something where it's not fabricated. It's so obviously fabricated. That's very funny. So then this is her leave this is him leaving the camera going. So they finish their thing, they get to this point and then he asks Did her he one ask question. Did he ask her to say this about her? No, no, no. This is this is all now this is Yeah, this seems less like pornographic acting. But like the you get the this immediately fabricates this thing and it puts her in a space where she's more comfortable being real in front of the camera. Porn is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes if I try to watch porn. I'll just look at it for like a minute and be like, I just, I can't, the acting is just, uh, this is, I can't, I can't. That's why I purposely pick a lot of porn that doesn't have acting in it. I mean, no, you I need, need it. You need setup. it. You I need, need the setup. setup. <laughs> Shows up every time we talk about it. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need intentions. Okay. And then, so this is the end of that scene that was all fabricated. So all, everything, it was inserted in the middle. So, so this is all still fabricated. And then you didn't tell them to stop. Look, she dropped her face immediately. Like, not she didn't tell her to stop. She thought it was done. And then, look at that. Interesting. It's interesting to see people when they think they're acting and when they're not. Yeah. It's so different, right? Yeah, it's a bummer. This is also teaching improv class. I guess that's more... Um, Where you see it, I guess. Yeah, right. than it, pornography. I don't watch that much porn. I think it's even like I'm... Um. Yeah, I, I can't stand people that are one way when I'm explaining something to them, and then the minute they start, they like totally change. I'm like, stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> you were talking to me like a normal person, and now you're not. <laughs> she seems, dare I say, bonkers. I mean, you gotta be a little bonkers to have dated that guy for three years, and they found it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he fancies himself a guru. 
I get, I get. It's it's funny to have such a strong opinion about what these people are doing, though, because it's like whatever. But I also don't live amongst the wa- wildlife. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Maybe how I feel about buildings going up is how these people feel about interacting with nature. Mm-hmm. I get really mad when an ugly building gets up in my city. It's my city. Yeah, There's a, they they work together at like some sort of like uh, of medieval times. Of course they did. Yeah, this is medieval times because medieval times is fucking disgusting. <laughs> when we went, we went for the. I think it was the. Yeah, it was my first time. I'd never been, mm-hmm. and everyone had told me the food was bad, and I was like, yeah. But I didn't understand what they meant, cause like. Here's a secret. You're the vegetarian. Cause the chicken. Is terrible. Made me off chicken for two months. My, I remember a week later, my mom made a beautiful roasted chicken, and I was like. <laughs> The thought of the grease, it's just so greasy. The, uh, yeah, the vegetarian meal's pretty good. It's like a chili, it's like a rice and chili thing. Oh, that sounds awful. I hate chili. Really? Yeah. I don't like sauce that isn't tomato sauce. Wow. I know, I'm weird. I don't even like meat sauce. I just Whoa. like, yeah, I know. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. I like meat to be on its own. I feel like it gets dried out by the tomato. Mm-hmm. I feel like Timothy Treadwell is the type of dude that if you like that type of dude, he's that exact guy. Yes. And there's a very specific type of woman that likes him. And there's yes. a very specific, like he is. But I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what his genre of human being is, but I know him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I know anyone of him in real life. He's, he's, a, he's a, got a little Simon in him, but not exactly. No, he's not like Simon. He's got a little bit of Simon in him. <laughs> Simon's very enthusiastic. Oh my god, I fucking love these foxes. Yeah. I don't want to spoil shit for you. Oh no, do they all die? There's a very heartbreaking shot. I was already, I spoiled it. Don't tell me anymore. Okay. The, um. Oh, what did they try to kill him for? His fur? Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't even think about uh, that fox fur. When I saw the. Uh, too much light show on Sunday. They had one of their like mini plays. Was uh, I saw a dog wearing a Canada goose jacket with uh fox fur on it. Wait, I thought it was coyote fur. Coyote fur, yeah. Okay. And then it's like it's just people sitting in a chair and they just keep repeating. They took an outside. They killed an outside dog to make an to put on a clothes for an inside dog that they took outside they took an, they killed an outside dog <laughs> i'm like that's very funny that's very deep and just they keep and, and then it the full title is like i saw a dog with a can of goose jacket with coyote fur or thoughts to have next time you're high i mean i i've noticed that recently there, there are these dogs with these fur lined collars but i haven't seen yeah. real fur on them yet but i was like it's probably it's fucking weird why would you do that my grandma would feed the fish at the dock at by at, at, I guess her house, but our cottage, quote unquote, and she'd them scraps whatever she made, and the dock like the fish there was explosion of fish under our dock basically just lived under our dock, and then when she makes salmon she'd feed them the brown fat from the salmon. Oh God! And we we're just like, no, grandma. But um, isn't that what made mad cow disease? They fed the cows cows. Yeah. Oh, so uh, this is something we talked through to my main point. Of that he is like, uh, Werner's like, he presents this wild person attitude. 
but if you look at all this footage unedited he's very meticulous he redoes shots again and again and again trying to get it right yeah of course i mean like i think this might have been more groundbreaking uh before the advent of instagram or yeah. like watching like people on youtube it's, it's, it's like a, you it's ever a try a to take a, a, a candid selfie go yeah. nuts try yeah like it's just we talk about this every episode too it's like to make it seem real it has to be very fake yeah yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I just like I love that it's a full documentary about a guy, but it's more about documentaries about Werner Herzog's opinion of him, about yeah people's opinion of him, about. Um, but isn't that more interesting than just the guy? Like then yeah. we get into I, the I think I, I think it's so transparent about it. Like, I think a lot of documentaries leave that in your lap, and Werner's this documentary is him being like, no, I want. I think that's the more interesting part. That's what the movie's actually about. Do you think he stumbled upon that? No, no, he worked really hard to try and get to this. Okay. Like it's he, he like has I can find it somewhere. But he ha- he like wrote like the rules for new cinema or something. And it's like a, a 24 point thing of like how he's going to make movies going forward. He like made movies before this that like tried to get at it and he couldn't quite oh. get it. Yeah. He's saying the seemingly empty moments had a strange secret beauty. Yeah. This is just Herzog being Herzog. Sometimes he adjust themselves. That unmysterious stardom. Where is he from? Uh, Germany, I think. Or is he Austrian? He Austri- sounds yeah, Austrian, like, yeah. yeah. Austrian. He sounds more like um, Schwarzenegger. So one of, one of the things he talks about is that he grew up, when he was born, he was in like, um, uh, like the end of the Nazis, end of like occupied, and, and lived through like communist occupied uh, places, so he's, he has a story of when he was a kid, his mom woke him up and took him and his brothers out to the back, and they're like kind of in the woods of Austria, and there's a glow over the horizon of just like a glow, and he's like, and it's like that's um like Dusseldorf or some or some some city, not even Dusseldorf, was firebombed and just like fully destroyed, mm-hmm. and it's like you'll never see this again. Of they wiped the city off the earth. Whoa. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's when I was five, like. Uh. <laughs> Same with um, Paul Verhoeven, grew up in like Nazi-occupied Germany, right? Who did like a Robocop? And oh, I know who Paul Verhoeven is. So yeah. I'll never forget Starship Troopers. Ooh. He just, you know what it is? He reminds me of people. So like, my aunt mm-hmm. um, got really into the Daimi, or as it's also known as um, ayahuasca. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got really into the daimi, because I think the daimi is, like, the religious use of it. Yeah, yeah. And so she was sick. She had cancer. And she started to just do it all the time. And just go off, yeah. And um, there was, like, a group of people that did it all the time, and he reminds me of that group, yeah. that group of people. He reminds me a little bit of a youth pastor. Yes, whoever that fucker who's gotten Justin Bieber under his thumb, and yeah. Chris Pratt. Wow. It seems very culty. I don't like what's. I mean, like, you know what? I understand why Justin Bieber would find religion though, because yeah, what more is there for him? Yeah, he's not an alcoholic. Thank God, he's not a drug addict. Like, what is he? I don't know, man. I I figured he'd like start businesses, but I don't think he cares. He was too young, I think. Yeah. And he never had, um, like, Justin Timberlake started young, but then he had, like, time away. 
Like yeah. yes, he did. He did Mickey Mouse Club. Then he did In Sync, and then he did do his solo stuff. But I do think there was like he took time off. He took time off, but also like In Sync was such a childhood thing, and Justin Timberlake was such an adult thing. Whereas Justin Bieber never he have never that. took time off. The way that he differentiated his transition of change was starting to like commit minor crimes and all over the world because he was hanging out with I forgot what the rapper's name was but he was like a bad influence but he's yeah. the one that made him like steal a monkey and like yeah, yeah. say something weird in the end Frank Mazin Museum and like pee out a window in Germany yeah but I mean I understand why he would get super religious mm. but I don't like it wait why is he wishing that he was gay <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just lonely. So, uh, Bernard will include a lot of these unedited rambles that I don't think he ever intended to really like film beyond something to do. And a lot of it's just him lonely. Like, he's just, he's out here doing what he thinks he's he doing. Is and he's 1, lonely. He's a thousand percent lonely. Yeah. This is why someone would become so obsessed with, um, something with bears because like when i was a teenager i was obsessed with movies and tv and it's because i was lonely i didn't date yeah and then when i started to date i stopped watching that much tv and movies and now that i'm like single i watch more tv now like it's like you know you get like yeah yeah that cutie the foxy fox yeah they are the best the foxes are they they stole the show Oh, he drank. Of course he did. He was an alcoholic. This all makes so much sense. Oh, also, someone sent me an Instagram video this morning mm-hmm. of a, a puppy French bulldog. And the woman's going, I love you. And the dog's going, I love you. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> Do you think dogs will evolve to speaking a human language? Have you seen the video of the woman yelling at her French bulldog in the backseat of the car? That we're not going to the park, and the dog's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, we're not going to the park, and then she like scolds him, and he sees the dog being like, <laughs> <laughs> being like, you're not listening to what I'm saying, you interrupt me. <laughs> I when I hang out with Javi, I feel like he really understands when we're talking to him. Yeah, I think they could evolve to get human language. Yeah, look at those nips on that bear. I never seen that before. Yo, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, animals also have a calming effect on human beings. I can see him giving up drinking. I think that, yeah, nature is miraculous. No, the nature here is violent. (laughs) I uh, believe him. I believe that he became sober because he found this to be OD Uh, on. It's like how Russell Brand, he um, meditates, like, seven hours. You know what I mean? Like... He replaced it a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's the thing they say. If you never really lose that, no. you just replace it with something. Like, my uncle stopped drinking, but he smokes so many cigarettes and drinks so much coffee. That's one of my friends. There was a Hard Times article where making fun of him because he's a punk guy, where it's like he got sober and all he does is smoke weed. And there's a Hard Times article where it's like, sober man smokes a pound of weed a day. Yeah, I don't. That's a good Beaverton uh, headline. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're sober unless you're completely sober in terms of, like, you can have coffee, but... uh. Uh, th- you can't call yourself sober, but still smoke a ton of weed. And I don't think I don't, know, I don't think sobriety should be the goal. 
It's not. It should be harm reduction, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, I know someone who used to be a crazy coke addict, and now he smokes a bunch of weed and drinks wine, and it's like, well, it's better than you doing a bunch of coke. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think. I, I think AA has done a lot of good work, but I think overall, I think it's really hurt a lot of people. Uh, yeah, because it only has a four percent success rate. I think. I think what it does more often is it makes people like self implode. I don't know, man. I think that's addiction, and I think that's just. Yeah. I think that AA is should be evolving. Like I hope that people are working on other ways. Hmm. I think our brains aren't uh, evolved enough to to beat whatever stimulants. Like your brain's not gonna get over crystal meth. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. So you can be sober, but it, it it might you just might always be weirder, or might make you depressed, or I don't know, like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it includes all these kind of things. Which is so weird how it sinks in how lonely you are. I'm like he's very lonely. Yeah. So. He has all this stuff about how lonely he is when she is there. That's weird. But right? this is also this is Instagram culture, man. This yeah. is social media culture. I, I didn't I never made that connection until yeah. you put it out because I, I always thought of it in the context of documentary, especially I saw this when it came out when I was fifteen. And I'm like, it's fascinating because it's it's like it is showing no matter how truthful you try to make it, we can't have it's pure truth. And I, I don't know. think I don't think pure accountant truth as as Bernard Herzog calls it is watchable. Uh, it's not. I mean, remember, like, with uh, when Harry met Sally, they had to hire the the actors because they couldn't get a real yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah. It's not watchable. It's not watchable to what we're trained to intake as watchable. Also, all of this, all this corner stuff, is um, um, fabricated. So he's giving information, but he filmed it all with him giving information, then came back and told him again and told him. Uh, I want you to explain it again, but explain what Timothy would be feeling as he's dying. So it's this very, like, weirdly energetic stuff. And you'll see it do a lot of jump cuts. And it's because he filmed him doing the same lines again and again and again, trying to get the best take. Like, he filmed it like you would film a movie. To make this, like, effectively info dump more interesting to watch. I wonder why more interesting to watch. I don't know if... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh do also, they have his death on audio? Yeah, so, yeah, that that shows up. Later. Is it scary? No. So this is the most famous shot of this movie, and I think it's kind of the thesis of the film. And the only time you see Werner Herzog in it, you see him from behind with his ex-girlfriend who has the sound footage. So it's they were filming with the lens cap on, and because they, they, they were starting to set up the film, and then the bears attacked them. Okay. And Werner listens to it, and the ex-girlfriend has never listened to it. And you just see Werner, the from behind Werner listening to the footage. Is it scary? It makes me so sad. You don't hear it. You don't see it. And it's him. Oh, you never hear it. It's him choosing not to cross the line. Yeah. So. And so the difference of where Timothy Treadwell will cross the line to go with the Bears, Verna refuses to cross the line to show the footage, to show, to, to play it for you, to hear it. It's exploitative. It actually would go against the point of what he's trying to say. Yeah. When we were, when I was in theater school, we did this, like, we did devised theater, which is based mm. in, like, Rodofsky method, like, it was improvised, but not in the improv that I know through comedy. No, I, I love devised theater. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love good devised theater. There's a yeah. lot of real bad devised theater. I've seen theater. beautiful physical theater, it, uh, and I've seen the most boring shit in the world. Yeah. 
Uh, this was actually a pretty good show. I really enjoyed being a part of it. it and I also was like super in love with my director, Carol Wells. Carol Wells, if you're listening to this, let's hang out. Um, <laughs> but we did one based off of this guy, Robert Jakensky, who was killed at the Vancouver airport through mm. tasers Ooh. for no reason. Mm. Because basically they detained him in a room. For a la- 13 hours, I forget how long, like a ridiculous long time for no reason. And he started to get um, agitated because he, he did not speak English. He was Polish. Not a single person in the Vancouver airport could speak Polish and explain to him what was going on. So he started when he got agitated, he was a big guy. He was like six feet five or something. He got up and just was kind of um, pacing the so room. So this is the footage of Simon. Okay, wait. I'll put this thing on pause. This is like the most famous Shalo documentary of that. This is how he chose to express this. But she hasn't heard it, right? She's never heard it. It's him kind of telling her bits and pieces of it, but refusing. And it's more of like... Why does she have it? They gave it to her. I guess because she's grizzly people or whatever. This is Hertz Burner. And it's like you understand it. Like you get the, the, the truth of it, but you don't have the accountant's truth. Aww. Yeah. I feel like that's the most effective way of doing this. Like I think it's very artful and beautiful in how he chose to display this information. Yeah. So we had recorded audio of him dying, mm-hmm. the Robert Chikensky guy. And one day, mm-hmm. we uh, played it. He had an idea of using the taser sound. It's from the YouTube audio clip of it. Mm-hmm. I- within a scene that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then we did it. And then we had a break. And then I burst into tears. And I went up to the director and I said... I I don't know why we're doing this. I don't understand what the point of this is anymore. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. And then he realized that it was in bad taste mm-hmm. because. And I still can't tell you why. It's like it would have been effective, but like I feel like I feel like for what? Yeah, I I feel like the question is is I would use the reality of it if people's perception of it is that's kind of a silly thing and you're like no no a man died but i don't a man think died that for no reason but I, don't, I don't think that's anyone's perception of the story the story is a man died for no reason we already have that there's no reason to gild the lily do that yeah. what you should be trying to bring is the humanity of yeah that mo- that that story is really really interesting in the sense that i have this i have a theory now that pure evil mm-hmm. has n- the more something is truly evil the less it makes sense and that story makes no sense yeah. why he died. How could no one in the Vancouver airport speak Polish? Yeah. How come they had to taser him for, I think it was like a minute and 13 seconds. Like, it, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. And he was like a kind of mentally slow. And all he had, because he'd always wanted to visit Vancouver his whole life, because he wanted to go and see the mountains. And all he had in his suitcase was a travel book, like a Vancouver travel book. And they killed him b- because they, like, fucked up with some sort of clerical thing. And then they kept, like, it, I don't know. I don't know. And then after, Werner includes a full unedited footage of two bears fighting. 
Yeah, so it just makes you think what happened to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew! <laughs> How can it be pooing while fighting? Do you think it knows that it's dying and that's why it got scared to poo? I feel like most animals just don't even hold. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It might have been kicked in a way that made it have to poo. Yeah. Are they playing or are they killing each other? I'm not sure. Either way, the strength of them is the point. I mean, he's yeah. pulling off hunks of fur, so. Dogs play like this, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't just... Ro- Dogs don't just let it go. Dogs hold it. Also, they're huge. That was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You really know that this dude does not do well in dating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love... Uh, I mean, I know it's not true, but I love for him to be doing this, and also it's like hardcore MRA. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he'd be the type of guy that would go up to you in a bar, and you'd be like, "All, all right, relax." Like, oh he's got God. that kind of bandana on, <laughs> which is some real coming up to a woman in a bar and fucking shit up. Yeah. But it's like those murder podcasts. People they they either listen to the nine one one calls or they don't. Yeah, yeah. And now I kind of want to listen to it. It would just be upsetting. Yeah, it'd just be like it's, it, the question is like, then what would you get from it? You know, he dies. You can't see anything. You're just gonna hear him die. I guess because we're all so scared of death, mm-hmm. uh, or so it's so unknown that to hear something like that maybe would give some sort of like, okay, so that's the worst fear that could happen. That's what it sounds like when you're at your most scared or your most mm-hmm. this. It might give me closure. <laughs> uh, he called the bear the Michelle Pfeiffer of bears. Well, we know what his type is. Yeah. A bear. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a very positive man, and I feel like those guys don't do well in life. Yeah. People are off-put by hyper positivity he should have become very religious he would have fit in with people oh yeah yeah so normally in documentary if your main character dies your protagonist dies that's kind of the end of the documentary you don't hold out a third of this bad boy left because it's not about him even it's about yeah it doesn't feel like it's done how long is it hour 30 hour 40 yeah well, if he tells you right away that he died, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He, I think because he, he doesn't want you to be on his side. He, he wants you to watch it and be like, oh, it's either he's a tragic figure or he's a figure of making a mistake or something. Oh, Alaska's where he's with the bears. Sorry. Oh, he goes to Alaska. Yeah, that's not the Pacific North Trail or whatever. What's it called? PCE? Mm-hmm. Pacific Crest Trail? Why do they got a pit squirrel? I'm sorry. I'm just now enjoying this movie. <laughs> It's been a while since I watched it. Um, another one I wanted to show you, which is the reason I was, my favorite one is Encounters at the Ends of the Earth, where Werner Herzog goes to Antarctica. Oh, yeah. And just hangs out in Antarctica with the researchers about, like, oh, who, that's ch- cool. who chose to that. be isolated. And it's clear Werner fucking hated Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> he appears the most in that one, I think, out of all of his documentaries. He, like, draws attention to the fact that he like doesn't really like these pe- hanging out with these people. Uh, yeah, they're a bunch of nerd scientists. Nerd. He starts asking questions just to antagonize them, which leads to cool things. That's very funny. And then, but it, the shots are beautiful because it's like this is the first thing he filmed in IMAX as well. It's great. That's so funny. But as my two favorite Werner Herzog moments are one is he's interviewing all these different scientists 
he interviews one he's telling the story he goes on and on and on about the story about like why he's researching whatever he like jump cuts in it um then he just starts turning down the volume on his mic and Werner comes in and goes he went on like this for quite some time <laughs> i know and this then, i've seen that i've yeah, seen and that and then goes on to something else and i'm like he, he could have not included any of it in the movie he did it just to burn him yeah and then the other one is uh, this is the one that gets passed around a lot of uh tell me what you know of penguins going insane He's asking, penguins, and, yeah, and it's like, and then and then the, the guy tells the story, but like they don't really go insane so much as they get confused and they stop. They'll, they'll, they'll all run in a pack together towards the ocean, and will confuse and start running towards the mountains where they'll surely die, but they won't make it. Yeah. And so, uh, if you try to push him towards the water, he, he won't. He'll just go to the mountains. Yeah. So there's all these shots of penguins run. It's like you're. We're told to just stand still and let it happen. Well, yeah. shots of like researchers just standing still as penguins run between them towards the mountains where they'll oh, surely die. Oh, they go mad. Yeah. Oh, gross. Okay. He, anyone who lies about this stuff is like really not He's for me. He's self-stylizing, just like the documentary self-stylizes. Oh just boy. like everyone <laughs> self-stylizes. Instagram culture. It is Instagram culture. But this is like a little bit more grassroots yeah. self-stylizing, just lying about where you're from. Yeah. I grassroots DIY self-stylized. Yeah. I wonder what, do you ever wonder how you come across on social media? I've, I've, I'm pretty aggressively transparent about how I come across on social media. If I people, because like I'm, I'm pretty much myself. Mm-hmm. I don't try to be too. D- I, I, I'm mostly promotions, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because I find that when people are really like, look how good I look. I can't explain it. Like, yeah, I, there's I a type of annoyingness, and I hope I don't come across like that. I I don't know. Now I'm just looking at my Instagram, being like, how do I come across? <laughs> People like when I smile. That's mm. about it. That's what I notice. Well, um, I think that's the mark of a good documentary. It's not really about bears. It made you think about how do I come across on social media? <laughs> how do I come across to the people? I would love for Herzog to do a documentary on Instagram and like memes and stuff like that. He should have done that. He did Netflix. one about how the early internet affected people. Yes, and I tried to go see that one and it was sold out at Tiff and it was only playing for one night. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they played it at Hot Dogs. It's not great. I don't love it. But he, it, it does have its Werner Herzoginess, where he asks a lot of like computer scientists, it's like, can the internet dream? Yes, yeah, I saw that in the preview, and I was yeah. like, I gotta see this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was at Hot Dogs. Oh, I thought it was yeah. at TIFF. Yeah, maybe they, it was they, at Hot they, Dogs. They, they played it at TIFF, and they played it at the Hot Dogs Festival, and it ran at Hot Dogs for like a week or so. <sighs> and it was on, it was on Netflix for a while. What? Like it, it was technically a Netflix. Like Netflix <laughs> bought it. I just did as minimal research to see this movie as possible. Netflix bought it. It's not great. I would say. Little Dieter Dreams of Flying, I think, is the one that I feel you should watch. I really like this. I like documentaries. Do you not think I like documentaries? No, I, th- I think you like documentaries. I, I thought, like, maybe there's a chance you're just like, oh, I don't love it because it's not. Like, it's it's very muted, I think. Like, the documentary isn't. This is a flashy documentary. It's a this, well-made documentary. Yeah. No, no, no. This is, a, this is a, a documentary for people who don't watch documentaries. Yes. I watch a lot of documentaries, and this one blew my mate like this is like oh documentaries could be so much more than what i thought they were i love catfish do people not like that documentary not really i don't dislike it it didn't do much for me if that means anything i thought the ending was so sad with the two boys this is also from an era where Vern herzog would only do documentaries of people he identified with yeah he is as it should be though a documentarian should do that 
Yeah. I guess that makes it a bias, but whatever. That's why yeah. it's fun to watch it. That's why I like Bully for Columbine because yeah. I like Michael Moore's point of view. Like I agree. Yeah, with I think I think that's I think uh, yeah, that's one of the things I loved about. I also feel like this documentary changed a lot of how people made documentaries going forward. Like I think oh, you 1, saw a lot, a lot of people who would put themselves pretty transparently in the documentary. Whereas like even though Werner isn't like the, all you saw of Werner was behind himself listening to the tape, but um, you you like he's Werner's as much this documentary. As Timothy Treadwell is. Yeah. Did you see that the, the bee wasn't dead? Yeah. It was just asleep. <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. He's like looking at poo. Yes, you could all feel the poo. It's warm from her butt. Why is he touching it? I don't know. They're they're carnivores. They're not vegetarians, right? No. Don't touch that poo, then. Carnivore, uh, vegetarian poo, I could touch. Actually, they're omnivores. I could be wrong. I don't know a lot about bears. Oh yeah, they must be omnivores. But I mean, like they do eat meat. Yeah, they do eat meat. Mostly fish. He even looks like the crocodile hunter. A little bit, yeah. But I get the crocodile hunters thing. Yeah. I, I think, get I think, that. I think he wanted to be like a North American crocodile hunter. Because the crocodile hunter, like bears. I don't know. Like, they're beautiful. Like, all animals are interesting. But, like, I get why you'd want to, like, see, like, what the fuck is going on with crocodiles. <laughs> like, those, uh, those animals. Because Australia is known for its madness. Oh, my God. Yeah. The nature is violent. So, it goes from such a beautiful thing. And then Werner is like, yeah, it's a nightmare. Okay, for people who can There you go. That's what it. I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I know. He's so much. Yeah, it was much. like, yeah, the fox died because foxes die. Oh. No, for people who didn't know that male bears will kill cubs so that... The females will stop lactating. So that they can fuck them again. Yeah. That means that they fuck for pleasure, but they, do, they don't understand that they should. Yeah. Wait, but when you're lactating, does that mean because the female's like, oh, I'm lactating, I don't want to have sex? Is that what it is? I think so. So also in this is like Timothy's like eulogizing this fox. He gives a moment and Werner cuts in to be like he seems to ignore the chaos of life of life in the forest. It's true though. Yeah, He's yeah. being like this last chunk is basically Werner confronting Timothy of like where they differ. Because Yeah, that's the thing, is like he's choosing what he finds beautiful and not when all nature is the same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is funny. Mm -hmm. How can you, I think you could be sad, but to find it profoundly sad means that you're missing the point of spending that much time in nature, I feel. Yeah. If anything, it should make you feel okay. It's like, you know what, things die, things come back. Like, this is the planet, this is the journey kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making it about himself and not about, like, like he could have had a real spiritual movement, but he's not. I mean, and then, okay, and then let's flip it around. Same with Werner. Werner could have made it, made his, Werner's making it about himself, could have had a whole spiritual movement about it, but he's not. He's he's also not moving his view. Yeah, but Werner Herzog is isn't experiencing anything. He's he's researching, but he's not experiencing. I think Werner would argue that watching cinema is experiencing. 
not the same as living with a bunch of bears. That's true. Duh, bears. Guys, we went to Chicago together. Yeah. We didn't see a bear. Not at all. Saw some cubs, we, though. We barely, <laughs> we, we barely left the... Uh, Airbnb? You barely was, left. It was so cold. You oh. barely left. I was out. I went out. I went out. I went, went out the, one day. I went, no, I went out the oh, yeah, You too. slept the day that me, Colin, and, and Emily went, and we saw all the architecture. Oh, I just flew in. I was so tired. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... I went out the most. Me and Colin were the, we, we, we went to everything. We went to all the yeah. breakfasts, all the things. MVPs, baby. <laughs> Why? It's so boring, this part. Uh, because, so we just kind of talked through it, but <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> so they started eating, they started eating babies because the salmon weren't running. <laughs> I know he's insane. No, I'm sorry. There's something so funny about the bear being like, "Oh, I guess I'm gonna eat my baby." <laughs> 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 and uh, they need they need rain to make the salmon run. And it's like so it's giving him such a crisis of to see his beautiful nature. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Melissa is eating her baby. <laughs> That's very funny. He's funny. Is he supposed to be funny in there? No. I mean, I think it's funny, but I th- he's not intending to be funny. <laughs> he's very funny. He's intending for it to be like an emotional. Okay, so this kind of <laughs> misplaced anger, I would say, um, it's like a control thing. I think this speaks to his like addiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. If things aren't working out the way that he needs them to work out, and then he gets unreasonably upset. Yeah. He always turns into something. Wow, we're about a year away from September 11th. 11th. Yeah, I was gonna say. He said this is the worst thing to ever happen. In one year from today, it will still be the worst thing to ever happen. When does he die? 2003. Oh, so he has time. He gets to live through a post 9/11 America. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's pure mad. Yeah. But he's so bored. This is Insta Stories. We're watching a man's Insta Stories. Yeah. I never made that connection. Like, like, you truly have brought insight to this movie. I didn't <laughs> know I had. It's because I watch a lot of Insta Stories. Yeah. I, also, I think the la- this, is, this is probably the one I've showed you where it's been the longest since I last watched it. Oh, uh, yeah. The only time I ever went camping, it was raining. It was after I taught at Improv University. Hmm. And I was so pissed. I couldn't. I was like, I'm sleeping in the car. And so me and uh, Scott Lloyd slept in the car with this other guy whose name I can't remember. And he slept in the back and we slept in the front, but we like put our seats all the way down. Yeah. And um, the guy kept kicking me in the face. (laughs) 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 I woke up at like five in the morning and I was like, this is a nightmare. Why would anyone choose to do this? I hate camping. Is this the ending? No, no. Oh, you said you hate the. I hate camping. Camping. I thought you said the ending. I mean, I, I, I have to say I didn't do it right, but I, it's not for me. You know me. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. Yeah. I never thought I was a high-maintenance person, but I really am. Also, uh, something we kind of talked through was he brings his childhood bear with the, him The teddy bear. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. You see over there? Over the, go this way. Turn the other way. Turn your head the full other way. 190 on my bookshelf. See a little bear? Yeah. That's my childhood bear. Does he have the same bear? No, it's a very different bear. But it's my childhood bear. Can I touch it? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's so 
Um, I got that There's bear. Oh, it's a female bear. Yeah, <laughs> snowflake. She had a dress at some point, or flake for short. Snowflake. So I got her when I was three years old and in the hospital with what they don't, they still don't know what the disease was. <laughs> and I spent a month in the hospital, and that's when I got her. And Did then used to have more of a tongue. Yes. And used to have and used to have a full like blue and yellow dress, but I like uh, wore through it. My mom sewed that snowsuit on her. <laughs> That's the second snowsuit because I wore through it again. Oh, cute! How did you wear through it? I brought that bear fucking everywhere from the age of like three to like. How did you tanish? This is ingeniously sewed. It's like it's a part of the bear's body. Yeah. My mom's very left, good at it. She left its little feet like it's wearing little sandals. Because it had, um, like it, it had like tights on. This and it was like so she just covered the tights in the tongue. Yeah, is killing me. Okay, guys, I'm gonna take a picture of it and then release this picture when this podcast comes out. Yeah, this this is the grizzly. I'm the grizzly man. It's really worth to see this fucking bear. Flake uh, and or snowflake. I, and I realized that because I because I had it in my old apartment, was kinda, she was kind of hidden. But I put her like on display in this new apartment, and oh. Mall saw her for the first time like a week ago. It was I like, who is this? I'm like, well, that's. Yeah, most men that I've dated ha- have had some sort of uh, animal uh, like toy out. I think you put a lot of emotions. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of emotions as a kid, and you put it all into like a little. This stuffed is your totem. totem. Yeah, stuffed totem. Yeah, I had a whole menagerie. I had like six stuffed animals I carried around everywhere. I had a toy husky named Ooh. Maxwell. I don't know where he went. I gave away all my stuff. I I have no uh, allegiance to anything because we had a fire in grade nine, so we lost everything that meant anything from our childhood. Oh, yeah. So nothing is anything. This bear is fucking too much. It has the cutest face I've ever seen. Its little tongue is so stupid, and its nose is pink. Was it originally this weird color? Which? Yeah, yeah. the the red what the red all the red is my mom, but the rest is all original colors. Like a khaki bear? How strange. Oh, the the white the yeah. white was definitely much whiter. Oh, it was a white bear. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> this bear's the best. Oh, yeah, oh they killed a bear? No, they, they're just throwing rocks at this bear to be like, please get away, we're trying to film, this is dangerous. I truly think it's just him going insane of like any inter- intrusion into his little world was enough to like drive him off the wall. Yeah. Melissa is eating her baby. I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's <laughs> very funny. Like, none of the other bears have resorted to eating their <laughs> Just Melissa immediately. Just Melissa. <laughs> Melissa just like, like well, well the salmons are low. We're not going <laughs> to. I'm just saying. Melissa's always trying to suggest to eat the babies. And everyone else is like, no, I don't think we, we can eat berries and stuff, man. Like, we've been living. There's there's times of the year when we don't even need salmon. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> get out there. Given birth to what four cubs? <laughs> I think I deserve a like one. <laughs> I cook the food; I can eat it. <laughs> what a psychopath! <laughs> okay, but if the bear ate her baby, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't know why this is killing me. 
with married or babies. Yeah. That means that they have no moral code. Like, of course, this guy was going to eventually get eaten. Yeah. But like, what yeah, a dog. It's, it, he's willfully ignoring it. Would That's a dog eat their own? Like, do animals eat their yeah, own? A lot of animals eat their own. I'm going to hamsters do. A- hamsters demolish their own. I don't know why. It's like they give birth to them and they're like, ooch, snack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> why did I do <laughs> just the turn from oh oh no because i really do feel like the hamsters don't realize that it's the thing that just came out <laughs> oh fuck this is very funny to me uh, uh. <laughs> this is the funniest movie we've <laughs> So, so I, uh, uh, honey, I don't want to <laughs> alarm you, <laughs> but uh, we don't have to set the table for six. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> First one, I've already eaten. <laughs> First up, already eaten. So, like, I, you don't have to set for me. You should make something for yourself. Yeah. Look how beautiful that is. I re- now I really want to hear this death. I know, I know that's terrible. You never do. But the further away we get from it, the more I'm like, I'm ready. I want to hear it. Well, he did that, I bet you, also in honor of Jewel. Yeah. yeah. These glasses are so, like, his look is just. So And 2000s. you know that he's thought about it. This is not. They even sh- This is him doing a second take on the same thing. Like, you know he thought about it because he's doing a second take. Oh, yeah, I use only protection lens. This guy is Facebook. And a little bit of Simon McCamus now that you say it because yeah, yeah. the way Simon's really into veganism. Yeah. And how he believes in every documentary that he sees so wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I think one of the things that seeing this young is, like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not I, like, I like documentaries, but I feel like a lot of it I don't. <laughs> and now he crosses a line with the park services Werner Herzog has the utmost respect for the park rangers it's about not crossing lines Werner's like trying to differentiate himself from it by not crossing lines that Timothy would have crossed Uh, yeah I mean he still well I mean I think he might be fighting the park as well Werner Herzog saying that he's fighting civilization. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that. John Muir into the wild. Uh, it's John Muir into the wild. Is that the guy I was talking about? His name yeah. is John Muir. Yeah. Have you seen that last picture of him? No. It's very disturbing. He's just so emaciated. Yeah. So people think that they're above civilization. So then they go into mm. the wild. And it's like, don't you see? Civilization exists because you die. I'm not saying that it's great, but it exists. This. Okay. This is someone spiraling. Yeah. He's losing his mind. He clearly needs people around. Like, you need, you can't be alone like this. Yeah. He also seems like the type of guy that if you were to be like, if he were to ask you out, and he'd act like he was really, really nice. And he'd be like, you know what? I'm not interested. He'd be like, 
fuck you, you stuck a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, he would do, like, a real, like, those. Which does feel like an alcoholic thing. Yeah. You ever see those Tinder things on Reddit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guys that do, like, a fucking 180. My, my favorite one is when they 180. This one where you 180s in the very last post, even though it has not shown up at all before it, is feminism is a cancer. Oh, God. It makes me laugh. Like, it makes me laugh so hard. It's just like, uh, you really keep a lot like, uh, and then it's like no response, and then another like a long post of like, "Hey, man, you stuck up, bitch! I don't want to." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. No response, and then like an hour later, feminism's cancer. Oh my god, I've never seen that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's maybe one of my favorite. It's it makes me laugh so hard because it's insane. <laughs> what a maniac! Yeah. One thing I feel Ferner really adds to these is he has a really dry sense of humor. Yeah, but do you think that he thinks she's lying? No, I, I think I think he's, 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 he's I think she her. said that to him, and he thought it was funny that she had to say it, and so he's gonna say it. Oh, okay. I think that seems more true to oh, me. Oh, that's funny. Especially if you see like some of his other movies, you get a real sense of like kind of who he is. That's uh, or at least who he is on camera. Of, of his whole thing is kind of like I'm finding truth. It may not be factual truth. Okay, this is gonna sound so weird, mm-hmm. but you know, like how I was scared of flying. I find tiny planes not as scary, even though technically they are more dangerous. More dangerous because I can see the ground. Oh yeah. Like when we were flying the Porter, the entire time I was just looking at the ground, and I was like, "Oh, people skydive from these heights." Yeah, yeah. And then it made me feel better. But then so that means that I'll be okay the next time I fly. They right? go to where the bears are to spread his ashes. Ew. <gasps> Babies. There's a baby fox. Uh, you know what? I'd like a baby fox for Christmas. You have one year. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a baby um, cocker spaniel on my way here. Oh, yeah? And it literally walked to me and hugged my leg. I think he lives around here. Named Ruckus? Yeah. And the woman seemed a little crazy here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I walked here. Yeah, I, I, love I, see, I see. Th- I see that dog a lot. She seemed really happy that I spoke with her, and I was like, "No, she must be nuts." Because anyone else with a puppy, when you talk to them, they're always like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> when we, when Javi was a baby, mm. Javi's an adorable dog. It was like it was what I imagined it would be like to be Brad Pitt, because we couldn't move two feet without someone stopping and asking us for a picture yeah. or petting. It's very funny. It's interesting that he's saying this right now, so for people who can't hear. Yeah. He's saying that what he's doing is extremely dangerous and it's like a couple of days before his death. I think as human beings, we are all connected to what's going on. And you have a premi- like he had a premonition mm-hmm. for sure. Because mm-hmm. maybe s- everything that's happened has already happened and your body has a memory of it. I was reading a thing last night and um, I think it was Einstein called time an annoyingly persistent illusion. And I thought that was very funny of that. The idea being that, like, it's already happened. Like, it's a deterministic view of the world. I think everything that's happened has already happened, but you are allowed to make choices that would prevent it from Mm -hmm. happening. Like, if I wanted to, like, date someone, let's say, Mm. and I could tell that he liked me, but I didn't ask him out, or I made sure to always, always avoid him, I would never date him. Mm. But if I made sure to be in his presence and I... My, po- my point is is that that decision is already made for you. You time. But I happened. could just decide to not go out that winter because it's too cold. But that de- the, the, the determinist with you, I'm saying, is that there is no future where you didn't go out that winter. 
you had no choice in the matter. You think you have this, the, the free will, but it's like the way the chemicals work in your brain. You are always going to do this, and time already has our time's all one. But this is not very fun discussion. This is just like weird philosophy 101 <laughs> discussions. You think that there's no free will? I don't think that. Uh, but I, I think there's, but there, there's there's views of there's views of the world that think that. I understand why you would think that, and I understand why you think things are predestined. Because I, I, don't, think, I don't think that. I, I, don't, I don't think things are predestined, but I think that a million things are predestined, and that you have the choices to to make. Like that's I, possible. I I think I think there, I don't think. I don't think time like all time is one. I don't think that's true. Because here's the deal. Oh, like even if you do, day, who cares? Yeah. I decide to not eat that day, let's say. Yeah. And it makes me really emotional and sad because I don't have enough sugar or whatever in my body to make a normal thing. And because I feel really sad, and I'm on my period, so then my hormones are making me feel a certain way. And let's say I'm dating someone, and he does something that pisses me off, so today's the day I'm going to break up with him. But if i just eaten something, I wouldn't have broken up with him. How can that be not having free will? The free will was choosing not to eat that day. Or was I mean, it always predetermined that I was not going to eat that day yeah, and that I was going to get my period and both That's the argument. I don't think it's right, but that's the I argument. I think that's impossible to say that that was predetermined. Oh, I love the way these bears look in the water. It's so cute. The little f- <laughs> doing tiny synchronized swimming. Their little feet. All animals are the best. And they all are so pure. Even when they're killing. They're just doing it because they kill. Yeah. Uh, Werner kind of explained how he died of being <gasps> like Sorry, go on. Sorry, I just got a text. I didn't realize that Timothy Chalamet was snubbed from the Oscars today. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. As you always said, was like, well, did we all watch the same version of Vice? Did we? Yeah. It sucks. Like, it's not the best movie to have that many nominations. And, and Timothy Chalamet should have been nominated for Beautiful Boy. It was a beautiful performance. I did not watch it. It's not good. Yeah, that's what I heard. But Everyone I know watched it says it's not great. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know I love him, but I really uh, watched it from a non like being in love with him standpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was something else that was like, oh, like yeah, Black Panther nominated for Best Picture was a weird one for me. <sighs> I hate overcorrections. That's <laughs> all I'll say. That is all I'll say. Especially, on that <laughs> especially it's a like we know why it's there. Especially it's against Black Klansman, a marketably better film. I mean, Beale Street was better than Black Panther. I've not seen I've not seen Beale Street. It's not like you honestly. Uh, You're saying I've read the book, and it seems like an unfilmable book. So I'm curious to see the movie. Of Beautiful Boy. Yeah. No, no, of uh, Beale Street. Beale Street. Beale Street was really slow, like painfully slow. Yeah. For me. That being said, the director came and did Barry Jenkins did you a told me, talk yeah. back. Yeah. So it made me appreciate the film more because everything that I had a question about, he immediately um, justified. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's a good way to watch art because that's no. not standing on its own. Also, that Barry Jenkins, he has a problem with women and it's apparent in his stuff. Yeah. Because and it's not that he's sexist. It's that he thinks mothers are evil because his mother was a crack addict. And it's obvious in this movie. The women are demons. Yeah. So they're either pure and so good of heart. It's like a Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the book kind of has that, too. Does it? Okay, that's interesting, then. Um, I thought it was a weird choice for a book to film. And I have some problems with Barry Jenkins, but I feel like people are just kind of glossing over 
in a little bit of weird overcorrection. Like, I think Moonlight's ambitious, but it's very slow. It's Moonlight, I, I, I liked too. I thought it was beautiful. I fell asleep in it for about 20 minutes, and I also fell asleep in Beale Street for about 20 minutes. That being said, I do fall asleep <laughs> in things, but it is because not enough was happening. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. It's like I, I, he's very in love with his own cinematography. Now, Brandon Hackett, talk to him about it because he knows a lot about where Barry Jenkins is coming from and the cinema that he's emulating. Okay. And it makes you like appreciate what he's doing more. But it also makes you feel like, oh, he's not as good as the cinema that he's emulating. Who's he trying to emulate? Like, like In the Mood for Love? This like Asian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know his name. In the Mood for Love, I would not call it slow. It's, it's, it's paced right. It's paced. Like, it's I don't know. Calling calling Move for Love slow, I th- feel is disingenuous. Like this movie. movie owes such a debt to in the mood. I mean, Moonstru- Moonlight, yeah. Moonlight owns such <sighs> owes such a debt debt to in the mood for love that even when they're at the diner, they have the same wallpaper that is the same color as the dress as as one of the actors in in, in the mood for love. I like in the mood this for love. Talk to Brandon Hackett. He'll uh, he'll fill in the gaps. Actually, we should. Oh yeah, we're we having Brandon on the show, and he's going to show us Tom at the farm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that movie. It's uh, what's his name? Xavier Dolan. Oh yeah, yeah. He loves um, like gay nouveau cinema. I that's something I do have a little bit of a blind spot through for. It's mostly because I just don't know what's good. It's not really talked about unless you're in those circles. Yeah, I don't love Xavier Dolan. Like I, I watched the mother one. What was it called? Like I think like I want to kill my mom or something like that. In the first hour, you're like, oh, this is a new voice in cinema and then it keeps going and it's like so long and so indulgent um but he's still good like i would in the same way that i really like the favorite like i i want to see the xavier dolan i want to see him direct something that he didn't write oh yeah yeah like i like the favorite more so than the lobster or i hated the killing of the sacred deer because i think it had a script that i could get behind yeah yeah that's fair i'd be curious to do it. we'll do that be fun yeah 1000 percent. and brandon is the perfect person to be on a podcast like this he will fill in any questions like he is so wise mm-hmm. he is not misinformed like me <laughs> yeah like the two of us i'm just like i don't know i think he's in pacific northwest somewhere i don't remember he's properly informed yeah this bear is the best i understand why you love it it's a co- good cuddly I, 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 I think I slept with that bear until I was like 14. When I hug it, it hugs me back. Yeah. Until you're 14. Yeah, I slept for a long time. That's sexual maturation or whatever, maturity. <laughs> it felt rude to give the bear up. Does it look like the bear is singing this song? No. Also, that bear, I was a real asshole with that bear. Well, what did you do to it? No, no, no. I just, you wash I, it? Yeah, yeah, I wash it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I'd yell at, like, my, like, an example would be like if I was like, oh, this is good food, I'd make it as if the bear was also eating food and be like, mom, you're not up to snuff on your craft dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like the bear, my mom called the bear the lippy little thing because I would talk through this the bear. This was your alter ego. Yeah, I talked through the bear to like make fun of my parents. That's very funny. This bear was your first uh, year of a ventriloquist act. Yeah, a little bit. Doesn't it look like a bear singing now? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a song in the movie that's playing. Oh no, I missed the ending. Oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't miss much. I mean, you did, but whatever. I would have really liked that if I didn't talk through it. But it's, I liked it's it. good, right? I liked it still. I think if you want to check out another Werner, uh, Little Dieter Dreams of Flying was the one I would. Stop licking the microphone, bear. 
<laughs> You're fully not paying attention anymore. <laughs> it's because this bear has a tiny little tongue. It's not an ice cream bear. <laughs> okay, it was good. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I like um I like him as a filmmaker. It's a nice appropriate length for a documentary. Yeah. I think uh he's got interesting things to say. It's also cool how he took something that I was going to put the bear away and then immediately was like what am I doing? Um <laughs> how I- it seems like a not important subject matter and that he made it relate to something important. Mm-hmm. I think that's like kind of what his goal is with all his documentaries. So the uh, nominations this year for best documentary are wild. They're weird. I think Mind the Gap might win. Oh, I I think RBG will win. If because RBG of the wins, political it's climate. I know it's not a good documentary. It's such a like, it, I think it's an actively very bad documentary. Yeah, it's a TV documentary. It's a biography. Yeah, it's like A and E. Like yeah, it's my favorite TV show A and E biography. Um, um yeah, it, it, it's really bad. But like they snubbed two movies this year that I only saw the Mr. Rogers. It's not Mr. Rogers, and they snubbed. Three Identical Strangers. They sub- I thought Three Identical Strangers came out last year. Nope. It came out this year. It came out like this March. Really? Um. Oh, by this year, I mean like the Oscar year. Ow, I hiccuped so hard. <sighs> um, Weird choices. Yeah, it's But really I gotta weird. be honest with you. <sighs> I haven't seen a good one in a little while. I don't like Mr. Rogers. As a person, I just didn't like him. I, I I didn't like the documentary. I I don't understand. You talked about it so much. I know because I saw it in a seminal time in the summer. <laughs> but I liked that. I liked that the way people felt about him. Like there was a part where there was like a little girl who was like, "This is gonna make me cry." Who was like disabled, and she said how much he meant to her, and it, that was very touching. Mm. And I liked how he taught patience to children. Mm. Like his thing was like, "Here's a minute. We're gonna yeah, time yeah, a minute." Yeah. I found that very inventive. But as a kid, I found him very creepy. Yeah. And I found I don't like him either. Yeah, everything. I feel like we're the wrong generation for it, though. I, feel like I guess so, but I like Mr. Dress Up, which is just a hard knockoff of him. Yeah. Like a hard, like even with the puppets and shit. Yeah. But there's just something about him that. Like I, I know like he didn't do anything bad, but like I don't know. I feel like he thought bad things. <laughs> this is a hot take. On Have you Mr. seen Rogers. kidding? 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 The no, I haven't seen it. It's it's what you said, but they turned into a TV show. Wait, it, it's it's uh, what's his name? It's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey as I should watch it as a Mister Dress Up or Mister okay. Rogers like person, and it's him going through a tough divorce and death of a child and basically being like he thinks bad thoughts but is afraid to express them. I think that that is Mr. Rogers. I think yeah. me and Michelle Gondry are on the same page. Is it working? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I, I, me, and Mr., me and Michelle Gondry are on the same page about Mr. Rogers. I think he thought bad thoughts but he never said them. I think he was extremely judgmental but not. Yeah. This is pure conjecture. The mo- the documentary did not support this at all, and everyone who watched Mr. Rogers absolutely loved him. So I don't know what I'm talking about. It is a gut feeling. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you see any other good documentaries? I was, I was just saying that you said that. I was like, I haven't seen a good documentary in a while. Even Three Identical Strangers, I kind of had I didn't problems with, but I, li- I liked it. I think that that's if if that if that one is in the thing, it should definitely should have been nominated. I think it's one of the better documentaries I've seen. Obviously. Well, that's I'm always so surprised when the popular documentaries don't get nominated because it's like, buddy, isn't the point of awards to get people to get more? I know, right? Eyes on it. Um, 
Uh, I saw the Gilda Radner documentary. I heard that was good. It, it focused on the wrong thi- things on her, I found. <laughs> they really, I think I told you this, they really focused on how many comedians that she dated. Yeah, yeah. And like straight up girl is great. Like she dated everyone. Like name <laughs> a comedian she dated him. Martin Short. <laughs> she dated all of Ghostbusters except for Rick Moranis. That's very funny. Wait, was Rick Moranis in He's Ghostbusters? in Ghostbusters at the beginning. He's not one of the Ghostbusters though. She dated all of Ghostbusters except for John Belushi. Oh, okay. That's what it was. She also didn't date, nor did she. She might have dated Rick Moranis. Belushi wasn't a Ghostbuster. Who's in Ghostbusters? She dated all the Ghostbusters but Harold Ramis. That's that makes more it sense, was. yeah. John Belushi was supposed to be in it, but then, yeah, Bill, but then he died and yeah. Bill Murray took over. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, she dated every anyone, everybody. But by dating, I think the 70s d- definition of dating. Dating was a little different. A little different. I think I technically have dated every comedian if we're going by that standard. But I think we're 70s dating. <laughs> technically, I'm 70s dating everyone who I've slept with. And then when we, I saw it in theaters with Jill and Craig, and when it was done, I was like, oh, that was so funny how she dated everyone. And then Jill said, you're the Toronto scene Gilda Radner. Radner and yeah. I went, you honor me. <laughs> 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 Not for my talent, but for my slutty proclivities. <laughs> 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 what can I say? Um... I think I've seen other documentaries, but I can't remember. Nothing, nothing blew my shit that way. I mean, nothing's like this. Like if a documentary like this came out, this oh yeah, yeah. My boy Werner, Werner Hertz. Dog. It's a little bit tainted his his accent though, because Greg used to talk like him, for what I'd say is days. Yeah, you when when you get because you'll get on his wavelength, you'll watch a bunch of those movies in a row, and then you'll just be like. This door is trying <laughs> its best <laughs> to be a wall, and yet refuses. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's it, he's so it's he's so idiosyncratic that it's so fun to just do anything as Werner. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I didn't hear him enough to really get into it. Yeah. But I remember one morning I woke up and Greg was working out in front of. <laughs> <laughs> he was working out in front of watching Inferno, and he's like, "Good morning." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I think, that, I think that's that's our episode. That's our episode. I'm taking a picture of the bear right now. I may post it now, but then I'll Beautiful. repost it when this comes out. Um, this has been a pleasure. I hope uh, I like Grizzly Bear and I like Werner Herzog. I'd watch another one, sure. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, as, uh, the the three I mentioned, I think there's three best documentaries, and then I definitely say check out Fitzcarraldo. I think it's one of his best like nonfiction movies. Interesting. Okie dokie, artichokies. All right. Bye. Stay light in the swamp. Bye. <laughs>